Welcome to Adult Conversations by Boo. This is your host, Blue Ridley. Have a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. Um, the weather is nice here. I hope it's beautiful where you are. I know they had storms everywhere. I actually had a storm last night. Um, so I was so surprised to see the sun come out and it's actually in the seventies, high seventies at that right now. So I am thankful for that. Um, I hope you guys did not miss me for too long. I, I'm trying not to stay away for a long period of time. Um, but let's get into some house cleaning and let's talk about what's been going on. And, you know, this episode is probably going to be all over the place because it's been a while. So it's probably going to have some random shit that I'm going to talk about. And hopefully you guys um, bear with me. I will try to get more content out for you. But for right now, let's start the podcast. So, um, where did we left off? We left off on me trying to do a lot of, um, research and I'm dating still. Um, actually there's someone I'm going to talk about in the next episode. Um, if this one goes well and I can have the recording, um, really great, then I'll definitely update you guys on what I'm doing, who I'm currently dating. Um, Sir M is still there. He and I are actually preparing for a weekend getaway in a few weeks. And, um, that's going to be great. We're going out to, um, Hilton Head, um, to get some R&R. Um, you know, winter's over. And um, we're excited. And for you guys who love Games of Thrones, it comes on tonight, um, April 14th. Um, so I definitely hope that you guys tune in. It's the last season. If you are a fan, I am a fan, a diehard fan. Um, and so, yeah, I'm all excited to actually uh, see the first episode and figure out what's going to happen now that winter is coming. <laughs> Anywho, um, more house cleaning. Uh, school, work, and um, life has happened. I experienced some seasonal depression. And I think it was mostly because I was going through the up and down with Sir M. And I had started talking to someone who I thought was going to be like a potential something that it would have panned out to be something. But um, we met up, had dinner. And my biggest issue was when I see red flags, I'm not the type to ignore them. Um, I have to think about my mental health. And I also have to think about my physical health. And I feel like um, when they're triggers that I can see out in front of me, I should not ignore them because I'll only end up hurting myself in the long run. And one of the triggers that that person had that I was not trying to be a part of was alcoholism. Um, I've dealt with it in my household for many, many years, and I no longer want to deal with it. That person is no longer in my life. And I am happy to know that I can walk away from those things, even though I thought the person was really a nice guy. However, um, I always remember what what really matters to me. And I don't want anyone to force me into anything or manipulate me into being with them because they say, oh, I only have like a, a glass this much, you know, like that's an excuse. And so we're not going to go all the way into that. But 
um, long story short, things ended. Um, we never got past the initial dating stage or anything. We just talked for a while and, you know, there was a little bit of chemistry over the phone. But when I finally met him in person, I realized there wasn't really any chemistry and I think I couldn't get over the red flag. So that ended abruptly. Um, Sir M and I has actually been dating again on and off like we're you know we're casual we're casually trying to find our way back um I actually recently told him about um how I actually felt about the whole situation between him her and I um I feel like in order for a, a true poly relationship to work all parties have to be on the same page and you know it's not going to happen overnight it's something it's a growing process but i feel like if this if you are um only doing it to please the other person then we're doing it all wrong and i just felt like she was doing it to please him she was saying yes she was okay with me being in the picture and I think that was her basis of I don't want to lose you so I'm going to allow you to do what you want to do and I think that that's not what it should be and so we are we're talking as far as like um making sure that they're okay now I did say earlier that we have we're going away for some R&R now the R&R was planned already, so there's no taking the money back. There's no going with someone else or letting them go instead because it is actually an event that I am going to be attending that I am a guest of, and so I have to be there, um, and he was my tag-along, and so that was worked out prior, and it hasn't changed, and I'm, okay. I'm glad that it hasn't changed, and I'm okay with it. Um, and that's that with him. When when we get back, I'm not sure where we stand. Um, however, we, I've said that I didn't want to put any limitations on the we can get in a getaway because we both need it. We both work long hours, um, and there's a lot that we we need to think about versus all that. Um, my family came to visit, so um, I've been in the house now. Um, almost a year and um, none of my family has come to see the house since I bought it and so they came to visit um, a week ago and it was a really really great weekend we hung out we went downtown we ate great food uh, we got to see the sites I was able to show them around they loved the house um, you know and that kind of thing and so that was great. My cousin's having a baby. So I'm super, super excited for that. And, um, you know, that's pretty much what's going on in the vanilla part of my life. Um, work is still stressing me out, but um, I'm getting over it. Um, I've actually learned to cope with the seasonal depression as best as I could. Um, I found myself getting out going out to meet people, going on dates and so forth. So I am talking to people. I'm still getting to know people. Um, there is a femdom event coming up at the dungeon and it's actually coming up pretty soon. Uh, so I will be attending and stay tuned for that because I'll probably give you some updates on that. So it's going to be like an open forum type thing. And, you know, we're going to do some some kinky fuckery. Uh, so I'm, I'm super, super excited for that. 
And I think that's about it as far as the housekeeping goes. But um, segue into some things that I wanted to talk about. And I don't know if I should address it in one full swoop of a um, a podcast episode or if I should just kind of go with it today. So the current person I'm talking to, it's been over two weeks since we've started talking. And in the conversation that we've talked, um, now he is Caucasian. As you guys know, I only date Caucasian men. It's my preference. I'm not prejudiced against black men. I just am not attracted to black men. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not a, a bad thing or, you know, my therapist says, I'm, you know, it's not a big deal or whatever. So yeah. Anyway, I'm not. And, um, so all the, the men that I've actually been in relationship with or talked to are of Caucasian descent. And over the years, even in dating and vanilla lifestyle, I've come across white men who, say the same thing and I wanted to I thought about it because I don't want nobody to think that I'm bashing my race because I'm not I'm not bashing my race but I am trying to point awareness on so many levels because one what I've always hear is black people shouldn't kink it's not your lifestyle it's always been a white person's lifestyle or Asian people like no one wants to see your ugly pussy or no one wants to see your black nipples or whatever your your black butthole and I've I've seen so many over the years I've seen so many negative comments about black people in the kink community and I'm asking myself why the hate there and even in sex because at the end of the day, we all are here to learn about each other and kind of coexist. And um, one of the many things that I would hear men's, white men say is, I'm interested in a black woman, but I'm afraid to approach her because she might not think that I'm, I'm good enough for her or something like that. And so, um, you know, I've heard that. And, and then, you know, on the other side, black women are like, I would like to date outside of my race, but I'm not sure I could do it because what if he doesn't understand what being black is? I mean, of course, you'll never understand what being black is because you're not black. However, if you are open-minded and you are not, cl- you're not closed in on your own ideology, and you've seen the world from a different perspective, you would understand why, you know, the cause and effects of race happens no matter where you go, whether it's in a vanilla relationship or whether it's kink friendly. And I find that, um, you know, yes, I will get bashed for people saying, oh, yeah, she all she likes is white men or all she dates is white men or whatever. And then it's like the stereotype of if you're in the kink world and you're a black dummy, they assume that you want to beat them up for slavery and you hear so much things that come out of their mouth. And so today I really, really want to stress something because the current guy I am seeing is not kink. He's not of the kink world. He has done a few things. Um in the vanilla life that enhanced his sex life with his wife of 20 years. He's no longer married. He's single. He's divorced. Um, he has three kids. He's 55, really beautiful green eyes. Um, and 
one of the things that we talked about was how he loves black women. After he broke up with his wife, he dated a black woman from Africa and he never wants to go back to being with a white woman. He loves black women. He's dated a few black women and now he's ready to kind of get into a serious relationship and see where it goes from there. Now, keep in mind that, you know, that's his preference. That is what he prefers now. He prefers to be with a black woman. However, he still has some hangups because from his experience with some black women, the major problem he's finding is that the women he's meeting are asking him for money to pay their bills or to um, help them out in any way. And I've heard that not only from him, but I've heard that from so many other black women, even in the kick chat rooms, when I've talked to other white men and they'll say like, you know, I've met a white, a black girl. And the first thing she asks for is for me to pay her phone bill, or it's like a constant handout thing. And I wanted to shed some light on that because one, I wanted to be sure that, um, why were they asking for money? Uh, was it like a game to see what they can get? I don't know what their true um, identity of it is, or maybe that's not the right word, but I'm not sure what their true motive is, but it's been happening. And sometimes it puts a sour taste in the mouth of a person who is interested in approaching a black woman and asking her out on a date and trying to get to know her because now he's starting to stereotype her and she he's going to make the assumption that she is only here for financial gain. Now, here's my thing. Not all white men got money. Not all black women want a white man for money. Um... I actually was on Fat Life like a couple of days ago and one of the groups that I was just perusing through the groups and one of them was black women for black men because um, we're trying to change the approach of the white knight thing. And if you don't know what white knight means in the BDSM, it's that guy who likes to take care of his women. He's like, he's all like King Arthur and, and Lancelot. He wants to be her knight in shining armor. And so I think there the preconception is that um you know white means he can afford to take care of me versus um that other the other aspects of what he can bring to the table. Now I mean, it's all good and dandy that, that, you know, you might be into financial domination or financial dominance, but I personally do not um, get involved in financial dominance because um, it's not, I don't yuck anyone's yum. Um, and that terminology I heard from um, Kinks with Kiki, and it was just... Um, knowing that I'm not I'm not here to say that you know financial dominance is not something because they are professional dominatrix they are professional doms who are paid for their services now if that's what you're into that's great but I want everyone to be aware that not every black person is going to want you to pay them for sex and so don't stereotype us. Don't stereotype us in the way that, you know, you've, you've run across one bad seed. Like for me, I've run across a lot of white men who um, try to pull the race card and try to do race play 
and want to call me black bitch and nigger this and nigger that. And I'm like, um, no, no, the fuck not. Okay. You are not about to do race play with me. It is not my kink. I am not shaming it. There are some black women who are into it and some black men are into it. But this sister right here from the Caribbean, she not about that life. She's not going to do any race play. It is one thing that is on her hard limits and she keep it real right there, right then. That's the first thing I ask them because I am not about to go through some bullshit for somebody to think that they could just take advantage of that situation. And no, 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 no. I got a little heated there for the moment, but that's how I feel about it. Now, financial dominance, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. If you're wanting to pay for services, then go right ahead and pay for services. If you want a woman to to cuckold you or you want a woman to beat your balls up and tie you to the door and do all kind of shit to you and you want to pay for a 30-minute session, by all means, do that. That's That's on you. That's for you to get out your frustration because as we know... Some people use kink to release stress and the endorphins that are built up through their day-to-day life. And so however you want to do it, that's fine. But but hearing it, I just don't want them to put a bad taste in men's mouth. Even And it happens in the black community as well. Don't get me wrong. It's not only black women asking white men for money, but they also do it to the black man as well. They'll meet them and and after a while, they'll be like, okay, so what you could do for me? Because in their mind, it's like sex is going, they're going to want sex. If you're going to want sex, I'm going to want something back in return. Now, I don't do stuff like that. I'm not here to do the, I give you something, you give me something back. I'm not there for that. Um, I think I've always had the relationships where there was this understanding that we are equal and um you do for me I do for you and it wasn't it was an unspoken thing it wasn't a I need you to pay this I need you to do this it was never that so um I personally haven't experienced it I think growing up and at a young age I realized that um one I don't like casual sex um probably because the fear of STDs and um, you know, anything out there, uh, the, uh, the unknowledgeable part of it. I, I was not knowledgeable about safe sex when I was growing up until I became old enough to realize how to protect myself in same sex situations and safe sex situations and so forth. So as I got older and I got more educated, um, it's okay to have a one night stand. I mean, I've had a couple when I was in my early 20s um, and now in my 40s, um, I haven't had those. I've had like a, just a friends with benefits kind of thing and um, it was as casual as it could get. It wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to go out and have sex with this guy today and tomorrow I'll go out and find another guy and have sex. I am not yucking anyone's yum once again. That's just me speaking from my experiences and what I've been through and where I'm coming from as a person in the kink community. Um, I've also learned that, um, you know, th- this world is changing um, and I just want to be aware. So one of the reasons I brought up this subject was because lately I've been having a lot of discussions about race with other people. and. Um, 
I started to think about it and how it affects you. And even on Twitter, while I'm on Twitter and the people I follow, some of the black sex workers on there, um, you know, they're trying to defend their sexuality. They're trying to defend their, their race. And, you know, they're retweeting things that are being said in a nasty connotation about black people in general and black women. And someone brought up the issue that black women's bodies are not beautiful or black women's pussies aren't beautiful. I'm going to use the word pussy. I don't want to use the, you know, the biblical word or the dictionary word, but yeah, your cunt is not as beautiful as a white cunt. And to me, they all look the same. They have both have the same parts, just one's lighter and one's darker. It's your preference. If you prefer to look at white pussy, go right ahead. If you prefer to look at black pussy, go right ahead. It's all about what you prefer. And so, you know, I want them to, I I look at them and I read those tweets and I, I think about certain things and I'm like, damn, you know, even in kink and sex work, we're still bringing race into the picture. And I feel like, you know, when you turn the lights off, the pussy is going to feel the same motherfucking way. It got two lips on the outside, two on the inside. If you don't know what it's all about, go ahead and get your um your charts out so you could understand what a vagina looks like. Whether it's black, white, pink, or purple, they all look the same. Um, but yeah, I just find that, you know, and I think most of the time, the ignorance of the comments are from people who are young and uneducated. Um, I, I would hope that it, it's not someone who is a mature, educated person and understands that everybody's bodies are going to be different. We're all shaped different. We're all made different. We all are made in our own image. And so to hear, you know, people bash black people because of the way they look, it's just really disturbing, especially in a sexual way. Like, um, the saying is the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. And that's basically saying, hey, listen, once you go black, you ain't going back. And I can attest to that because Sir M, I am his first black woman. I have told that man to go away. I'm not too in my heart, but my pussy gets wet just as much as some white pussy does. And I love my pussy. My pussy is beautiful. I like to spread it open and show it to him in all forms and facets, whether it's dry, wet, full, plumped, whatever. Um, and he loves it. He loves it. Um, talking to the new guy, he is very, um, outspoken about how he loves sex with black women. Um, you know, the energy, the, the, the amount of it. And you know, it is what it is. It is what it is for everyone. And I just feel like we have to stop bashing or even bringing race into certain areas that like these, like as far as sex, I know race is not going to go away, but I want people to become educated and realize that, um, you're looking at a woman's vagina and telling her because it's darker than what you're accustomed to. It isn't, it doesn't hold value. Well, let me tell you something. My vagina holds value. Every woman's vagina holds value. It can separate an army and it can build up a country. So you decide which one you want to go. Do you want to look at the, the, the white vagina 
that's on you. If you want to look at a black vagina, that's on you. It's all about preference, like I said. And I just think we need to stop trying to bash people because they don't look like you. Or they don't look like what you expect. Um, I mean, I look at everything. I've seen a lot of these sex workers when they post, even the white ones. I look at them and I'm like, you know, they're, they're, they're all shapes and sizes. Um, the confidence that's exuberant from them is so beautiful. It's, it's like a woman's empowerment movement on Twitter with some of these sex workers. Um, I find that a lot of them are allowing themselves to embrace their bodies regardless of what society has built them to be and I appreciate that now I hate that tumblr is gone I like twitter I do but somehow I think I enjoyed tumblr a bit much more because it was very vast and it was very big and you were able to make friends and see things and I find like twitter is not being a shared space like Tumblr was where people would talk to you and, you know, you'd have more of a connection. And so I'm on Twitter, but I try my best to limit what I say on Twitter or even um, just I'm not available on Twitter as much as I would like to. I'm still on Instagram. Um, I haven't posted much on Instagram. Like I said, life has happened to me and all my social media platforms had kind of taken a dive um, because of life and depression and stuff. But I'm back now and hopefully this episode um, will be aired soon and you guys can hear what's going on as far as the update. So the new guy, um, we're going to call him um, G. And G is interesting. He is not what I expected. Um, and the verdict is still out on if we will continue more we've been on a lunch date to meet each other in person to see if we want to continue to get to know each other and that that went pretty well we haven't actually gone on an official date date um but I think coming up at the end of this month we're probably supposed to be going out and hanging out so we'll see what happens there as far as that goes I will keep you updated about what's going on um as far as my femdom experiences, um, you know, I'm still embracing it. I'm allowing myself to see that part of me. And so hopefully you guys um, enjoy this episode. I know it was all over the place. I know it was a racial issue that was on the table today. But it was just something that was heavy out of my mind and I wanted to get it off my chest. So I hope that you guys stay tuned, continue listening to the podcast. I will definitely um, try to get more content out for you guys. Um, I know I say that all the time, but please, 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 please bear with me until I figure out the whole recording situation. But for now, thank you for listening to Adult Conversations. You can find me on all streaming uh, platforms and you can find me on Twitter at Blue Ridley and that's B-L-U-R-I-D-D-L-E-Y. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, Adult Convos by Blue. Um, and that's about it for right now. Mwah!